What's up, everybody? It's Mike and Mark here for LRM TV Podcast. And we're coming this week, um, kind of a slow week with the Olympics. Uh, the second week of the Olympics, there's not really been a lot of new news been out. We had the TCAs last week, and then all the major television shows have been on hiatus because why compete with Usain Bolt and Michael <laughs> Phelps? It's kind of ridiculous now. Um, but guess what? We do have something new coming up this weekend, and that's what my, uh, we're going to be talking about today, and that would be SummerSlam, WWE's second biggest event behind WrestleMania, um, going to be uh, held in New York this year again, and coming off of a very eventful last year, SummerSlam, we're going to break down the um, the matches going on uh, at SummerSlam, kind of give our take on it, where we think maybe uh, WWE might be going and what direction, seeing who's going to be set up. And basically, once SummerSlam's over, it's the road to WrestleMania. Um, and that's what we'll be discussing. And then to kind of cap off, or Mark and I are going to basically go over our most memorable match of SummerSlam that we remember the most. Um, so getting started on this, um, the first match we're going to talk about is the first female match. There's actually two ladies' matches uh, in this SummerSlam, which is, uh, you know, the, the Divas Revolution is coming to an end, and now we're getting this new age of newer NXT women coming up. And so now we have Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi versus Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Um, so Carmella, Becky Lynch, Naomi, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss are the... New NXT, you know, up-and-comers, you know, are not really up-and-comers anymore, but have established themselves. Naomi and Natalia are the, um, I don't want to call them old because they're not that old, but they're the veteran groups and so forth. But we got a three-on-two match. Uh, this has been uh, kind of a newer type feud going on. Um, a lot of the, when the Divas Revolution ended and they changed it from the Divas belt to the women's belt, you know, you had a lot of the factions break up. Um to me, this is basically the uh, the warm up match. You know, the the women's wrestling has gotten a lot better um, over, you know, I would say the past three four years uh, since the Divas Revolution um, started, really in two thousand fifteen. But you can even go before that. Um, you know, starting off with it. So, um, am I really looking forward to this match? Not really. I'm looking forward to a later match. But a three-on-two match definitely, you know, has some, I don't know, um, some attraction to it. Um, but the probably the shocking news from this match was that Eva Marie was supposed to be with Natalia and Alexa Bliss, but she is out of action for 30 days. And so now it is, you know, a three-on-two match. So, Mark, you got any thoughts about this match here? Yeah, you know... Um... So, growing up, I always loved wrestling, and um, obviously went through the Attitude Era and all that, and uh, then, you know, took a hiatus once, I feel like WWE took a little bit of a hiatus and being fairly strong, but then obviously it's picked up lately, and, you know, I really started watching it more lately, and I've actually been really impressed with the women's division. Um, there were some times on Raw where I actually thought some of the women's matches were better than a majority of the men's matches. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yes. Too. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited for one of the later women's matches, which we'll talk about, but, you know, I think this has some potential because the the wrestling, I mean, first of all, they're actually wrestling, you know, it's not yeah. just being thrown in, like, I don't know, like, pu like pudding pools and whatever it used to be back mm -hmm. in the 90s and early thousands. The lingerie <laughs> matches, yeah, the right? pillow fight matches. But the thing is, the, girl, the, the women's division, they are they're good, you know. It's 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 you know it's interesting to watch. And um, what I think this has potential for as well. I have a feeling that even though there's um, you know the suspension on one side and it's a three on two, I feel like for some reason a third individual is going to pop out without a doubt. You know, and you know I think that could um, um, you know really be. Um, a cool storyline there. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there are ways to go with it, kind of like you talked about. It seems like they almost have this like former NXT and a veteran group. I don't know. I think it'd be neat to um, 
I think it'd be neat to see what what happens like with this. I think this, um, like you said, is more of a warm up match. But I think story wise, uh, it's gonna have something that probably carries over. Right. Yeah. And I think this match was really set up for Eva Marie to become, you know, a star. They try mm-hmm. to build her up, you know, especially on the 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 diva show, the Total Diva show mm-hmm. on the network and stuff, and basically shot herself in the foot with getting uh, suspended for thirty days for the wellness policy and everything. Um, but Becky Lynch, who's come out of NXT with fire with that uh, Four Horsemen group, um, she's really turned herself into a star. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an opportunity for her to even further submit herself. Um, you know that there's going to be a third person in there just for the team on Natalia, uh, Natalia's team, um, Alexa Bliss, but I just don't know who they're going to pick out because now with the, the rosters being split in half, Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Shane and you know Daniel Bryan do? Do they try to recruit somebody from Raw to come join over for this match as a, a one-timer type deal? Because um, that's the one downside of this uh, when they did the, the roster split up between Raw and SmackDown was the Divas lineup was strong as it was before, but now splitting up in uh, the Divas championship uh, being on one side, but splitting up the Divas roster, it's really kind of handicapped, you know, um, who can go up against who. So it'll be interesting to see what, how uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan deal with this. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think they'd pull Bailey up, even though I, I, I really wanted Bailey to be in the um, WWE, and I think she eventually will be as yeah. well. I mean, they had to keep someone there to keep, because NXT is, you know, she's the figurehead in NXT for the women's division now, and, I mean, was too, but I... Uh, you know, since they just did that in the last pay-per-view, I don't think they bring her up again. Right. Um, but, you know, I'd love to see Bailey. I hope she uh, makes her way to the WWE fairly uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but I still feel like someone's going to come out of the woodwork, even if it's a veteran that, like, you know, we haven't seen for a while. You know, like, a, I, don't, I don't even know, like Lita or something. You know what I mean? I could see yeah. throwing a little uh, a veteran. throwback Well, and then Paige just got hit with the suspension. Yep too mm-hmm. so the the divas roster is getting thinner and thinner so and there might be an nxt person to come up uh, you know on the to help out on an italian side uh moving on to the next match that i'm looking forward to is cesaro versus sheamus this is a best of seven match um so you know this is going to be a very physically tasking uh, event for both cesaro and sheamus uh cesaro probably one of the most well-rounded wrestlers um, in WWE right now. I don't think he gets a lot of credit, um, or sh- I think he, sh- he should be rising up the ladder. F- but if, you know, he had shoulder surgery mm-hmm. not too long ago, um, and he's coming back into this, w- uh, you know, into the getting up to speed with everybody else. But um, you know, you got the Swiss Superman versus the Celtic Warrior. You know, these guys have had you know a history already beforehand. Um, you know, but I always like these type of matches. You know, it kind of brings us back to like the Attitude Era, where it was not just a regular match. It was you know Hell in mm-hmm. a Cell, TLC, yeah. um, Iron Man match. You know, so a best of seven series, especially with these two. I don't think Cesaro is going to disappoint at all, and neither is the Sheamus. Um, I mean, he's basically the WWE version of Conor McGregor. I think you know with his you know type of mouth and everything, the way he talks to other wrestlers and stuff like that. So it will definitely be uh, entertaining. Um, as possible. What do you think about it? Um, you know, I've never been the biggest fan of Seamus's character. Not him personally. I just, I, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think the thing that has always kept the WWE interesting is when, if you have a prolonged character, um, unless it's one of like your main standouts, just the, you know, the heels and turns and everything that end up happening. I feel like his has been pretty consistent. I'm waiting for a little bit more of a shakeup, I guess. Um, Cesaro, though, I, I'm excited to see him. You know, I watched him a, a week or two ago, I think it was, and um, yeah, he is an up and comer, and I think um, getting him some more airtime or maybe even winning this best of seven can help kind of push him even more to, uh, um, you know, beating a veteran like Sheamus. So, you know, I think it does have potential, and like you said, I'm, I think I'm more excited, not necessarily in the matchup, but that it is a best of seven and kind of bringing back those. Uh, different um type of matches that maybe we haven't seen in a while right right um yeah cesaro to me i think he started really coming to his own once um 
I hate to say this, but once he kind of started becoming his own individual wrestler yep. instead of being mm-hmm. the tag team with him and uh, Tyson Kidd, yep. you know, and injuries kind of pushed them to become, you know, their own individual wrestling, uh, you know, wrestling uh, personas and stuff. And I thought that is what really made Cesaro become one of that, you know, those better wrestlers um, for his individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see. Another good uh, match that's coming up is um, the Intercontinental match between The Miz and Apollo Crews. And it's just amazing. Uh, I was reading an article on ESPN um, yesterday. It's shocking that ESPN's covering WWE. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so is Fox Sports. Too. Fox Sports too, and stuff like that. But they were, you know, basically, you know, breaking down the Miz's, you know, his his rise in the WWE to his, you know, recent falls, and now back up to where he's Intercontinental Champion. And, you know, he said a lot of it had to do with um, his wife being rehired by WWE and being with him. Now he's kind of found a new kind of mantra about him which is you can definitely see because during that time period when he was just subjected to the the Miz show you know on Smackdown yeah it was I mean it was getting really really, really bad, bad but now boring, yeah. yeah now he's really gotten back to the the old Miz where he won the WWE championship in headline Wrestlemania and so you know and that was kind of the the focus of the article on ESPN was that you know he wants to be back as a headliner and he wants to host the main event again on WrestleMania. So um, being on SummerSlam and being the Intercontinental Champion doesn't hurt at all. But, mm. I mean, Apollo Crews is the, the beast, mm. man. I mean, yeah. he's not the most technically sound wrestler in, in the ring. But, I mean, his presence alone is, is just crazy. And the uh, um, like, just the agility that he has and everything, you mm. know, up and coming and so forth that Apollo's brought, you know. Um, he's getting there. I mean, w- probably another two or three years, we'll see Apollo B, you know, fighting for the WWE Championship. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that Miz still keeps the title because I just like the Miz characters, you know. So um, who are you pulling for in this one? I'm actually pulling for Apollo Crews. And there's nothing against the Miz. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I like um, his character. I When it was, like, the, the Miz show and all that, I, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, like, nothing up. But... You know, he has reinvigorated the character, which I do like, but I just, you know, I like Apollo Crews. I think, I also think the the Miz has had the Intercontinental title for a while now, hasn't he? Um, Well, no, not really. Um, Well, it was the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, so. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Um, Basically, he's held it for the summer. Sure. And, I don't know, I would just, like I said, I think it'd be good and because of the Miz's character, I could see that... Because this has been a fairly quicker, I guess, feud because of the um, elimination matches that they had leading up to Right, it. exactly. So I think it's one of those, you know, if, if Apollo Crews can win it, I could easily see the Miz feeling cheated in some way because of his type of character. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that could actually spark a pretty good feud between the two um, to kind of prolong that yeah. for a little bit, you know? Um so, which I think would help Apollo Crews kind of gain some more steam. Yeah, if, if Apollo Crews, if WWE decides to, for Apollo Crews to win the Intercontinental Championship, that's basically the, the, mm-hmm. the stepping stone oh, for yeah. you to become championship. So it could be, you know, he's going to hold the Intercontinental Championship probably till WrestleMania or even after <laughs> WrestleMania. And then I would say next SummerSlam or the following WrestleMania, we'll see Apollo Crews wrestling for mm-hmm. the um, World Heavyweight Championship. And I think, uh, you know, having the, the divide between Raw and SmackDown, I thought it was great that Shane and Daniel Bryan got Apollo Crews because I really think with that dynamic that Shane brings to WWE, it's going to really work in his benefit. Um, because one thing that Shane does really well with characters is he teaches them how to turn heel on a on a mm-hmm. on a button's notice and yep. so forth, and then come right back and be you know everybody's favorite wrestler and so forth. And, um, you know, I've seen interviews and um, you know with like The Rock and everything where they credit how Shane McMahon in the early days was the one who kind of would give that aura and, or give that kind of advice and not not necessarily advice but just help along in, on the uh, script line and everything mm-hmm. and get the heels to turn and so forth that would make them be the wrestler they are today. And so I think Apollo being on SmackDown with Shane, that's going to really, really jump his career yep. um, faster. 
Uh, so I, I don't know if I want to call it the, the match of the event yet, but um, it, it's definitely, inter- I think it will definitely be an entertaining potential, match. Yeah. And yep. what I also like too is not only with the Intercontinental title, but also with um, the U.S. title, uh, they're really giving some more focus to right, those again too. It's yeah. not just like, it's because like, I feel like some of the belts have kind of lost its luster over the years. Right. But I feel like they're really starting to have, having solid people in there too, which we'll talk about a little bit more with the United States title. Um, but I'm glad that we're starting to see that. Yeah, you know? you, I agree. There was a, definitely that, probably like a five to six year period where the Intercontinental, the U.S. Championship belt basically were, were just being passed along to the yep. C-listers. Sure. And mm-hmm. then I think the the moment that we saw these, these titles start to, to have some sort of claim, um, you saw John Cena win the U.S. Mm-hmm. title, um, not too long ago and everything, and that kind of made it where the A-listers, you know, were were proud to have that title and you know and so forth, and that's now bringing a little bit right. of aura back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely glad to see that. Next match on the list is Enzo Amore and Big Cass, which are hilarious, <laughs> and versus Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, kind of a newer type of mm-hmm. uh, tag team, you know, partnership with uh, Jericho. And, uh, and Kevin Owens, and they came up with the Jerry Ko <laughs> yeah. slogan or whatever, which was kind of kind of funny. But dude, ever since Enzo and Big Cass came, in, you know, from NXT up into uh-huh. the main event, they have been hilarious. Oh, I yeah. love their personas. I think they work well off of each other. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, more power to them. You know, and I I hope you know they beat you know Jerry Ko you know down to the ground. Um, but you know. You know, I just the first Raw that they came on and did their little <laughs> spiel, or whatever. I didn't really watch a lot of it in NXT, but I remember, you know, that the Raw where they premiered and stuff like that. And um, Big Cass, you know, giving his spiel and stuff like that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> and so, um, but they've definitely, in a short amount of time, have risen up the ladder and, you know, basically got a humongous fan base. Um, the Jericho Kevin Owens matchup, you know, um, you know, it's just out of need because remember mm-hmm. Jericho wanted to go up against Enzo and Cass, but it was going to be a two-on-one match originally, and then Kevin Owens came in um, to get on Jericho's side. But I don't know. It's I feel like I mean I've always enjoyed Jericho, but I feel like they 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 want to have him around, but they can't figure out where to put him. Right, and you know with I mean? his contract being you know just a part timer, mm-hmm. um, you know he's. He's been used a lot more. Um, they're using up his contract a lot faster, I think, because um, I don't think he's even going to be on roster by next WrestleMania mm-hmm. um, from what I've heard about his contract. So mm-hmm. I think they're just basically getting the most out of him, and then that's it. Um, so, hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, Enzo and Big Cass. I think that'll be funny. And, actually, Kevin Owens, I mean, I, I like him too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like a – kind of an odd quick match. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I think it'll be to, I'm assuming probably to build up Enzo and Cass. Oh, like, without a doubt. Be, I mean, I don't, I really don't see this <clears throat> Jerry Co or Jerry Ko, yeah. um, you know, partnership lasting too much longer after no. SummerSlam. Um, and I think, I think I was reading on, I can't remember exactly, but Jericho's going to take a, a little break after I SummerSlam think. and stuff and then, come back maybe three or four months later. Um, mm-hmm. So this is definitely Enzo and Cass's, you know, yeah. to be on, so to think about this, they were on Raw, was it the Monday night after WrestleMania or was it two Monday nights after WrestleMania? And to be on the SummerSlam card is pretty amazing. That means you're, oh, yeah. you're getting your stuff Quick. done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I wish I'd watched more of them, um, but and during the, I think uh, NXT, NXT era. I think NXT was one of the smartest things WWE could have done. Oh because yeah. Because at first I thought it would be kind of like a version of Sunday Night Heat, which was like, you know, that some was horrible. Yeah. You know, that was some, horrible. And but it's you know that they have a good developmental system and and they're good and but at the same time it's like it's kind of like in their own little world. Right. You know. Um, yeah, I think that was a smart move for them. Yeah, so. and have you noticed that John Hunter has started to copy Big Cass's hairstyle? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I mean, he'll probably take credit for it. Though. Yeah, of course, you know. Um, all right, so 
that's definitely an interesting matchup, but it, I think um, being booked in the middle of yeah. you know of SummerSlam, that's right. probably the time when majority of people are going to uh, head to the bathroom and stuff or get what they need to eat for the last little bit. Um, we got the tag team championship match between New Day and Gallows and Anderson. It seems like New Day has held the tag team championships forever. It's almost I've, been a year. Yeah, I mean, I think I was watching last week or the year before, and I think it's almost. I, I want to say they won it last year's SummerSlam, but maybe not. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like it's almost been a year. I, I mean, it's just, I don't remember. Um, I, I really don't remember, like, when they didn't have the belt. I mean, it seems like forever ago. I think um, this is still one of the weaker points in WWE right now. The tag the, team are, championships. Are the tag team championships. Yeah. Because I just, I feel like there aren't, that many strong teams or they're kind of throwing some people together or I just don't really like the storyline. I feel like some of the storylines are forced just because there are so few teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, I mean, I know the New Day has held it for close to a year or so maybe, or at least it seems like that. And I know that's kind of how like the old like DX was and whatnot, but I, I don't know. I feel like the stories are just, I don't know, I feel like it's just kind of like the same thing, and it's nothing against New Day, but, it, you know, I know a lot of people like them, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know, it just seems kind of like the, the same sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, I, I honestly think this is their time. Um, they're going to lose the belts this mm-hmm. at this pay-per-view. I think Gallows Anderson, just uh, on the mere fact that, or just sheer fact that it's going to be needs a change up to keep yeah. the chance uh, because yeah. we see that the intercontinental and the u.s championship belts mm-hmm. are on the rise and people are more excited about those matches but it seems d- like you said don't get me wrong like i love new day and i love their gimmick and i think the bootios type mm-hmm. deal and the cereals hilarious that mm-hmm. they, they actually came out with yeah. bootios cereal yeah. and stuff um but to just there was that time period where, and i remember during the attitude era when it was um DX had it forever and so forth, and it wasn't until you started to see the Hardy brothers, the Dudley boys, yeah, Edge and Christian yeah. start fighting for teams. it. That's when the tag teams really started to get mm-hmm. back into it again. And I think that's what we need is that you know, sh- let's change the guards here. Let's like have a new tag mm-hmm. team championship. Nothing against New Day. Have them right. win it again in the next two three months. Yeah, whatever. Absolutely. That's fine. But just to have a little like kind of rivalry build up, you know, um, the Dudley boys get them back in there. You know, they. I feel like you almost forget about the title somewhat like yeah, yeah. new days had it but like i don't know it's kind of like oh okay it's a oh it's a tag match okay you know it, there's not there's not much to it yeah I think. I mean, if, if they if you hold it for too long yeah and i think it, it's like that with anything i mean well even in the attitude era like when I triple be, h held it for what, what three years say, god to say it was you know i was like oh triple h wins again so yeah i remember I, my dad would be so pissed and, you know, because that was awesome. back in the day when you had to pay like fifty bucks oh, yeah. for a pay per view, and so we would do I it. Paid and Triple H still won. The title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just dropped fifty dollars to watch Triple H win the title again. Right, exactly. Are you kidding me? You know, oh my gosh, I'll never forget those days. Oh. Uh, he, that's why he loved WCW because it seemed like the oh, championship that. belt changed every pay per view. Right. Like, At least exactly. we get to see somebody new be the the damn champ. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so, yeah, I think it, it, changing the guards, Gallows and Andrew. Uh, Anderson will definitely win the tag team championship yeah, just funny. to get some Switch new fresh mm-hmm. faces in. Uh, next match. This is the probably the match that a lot of people are you know excited to see because it's the championship of a WWE Women's Championship mm-hmm. match between Sasha Banks um, and Charlotte going on head to head. Sasha Banks, the new title holder, um, and basically you know, defending her title against the woman she took it away from. And mm-hmm. these are, you know, the two out of the four four horsemen, mm-hmm. or four horsewomen, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, um, that, you know, came and really shook up the Divas, you know, division. And now they get to be not main event, but pretty mm-hmm. pretty close to Definitely, it, yeah. you know, on a SummerSlam, which, you know, is, is pretty impactful. You know, NXT, you know, has had a couple pay-per-views where the women have, you know, been the main event. And, you can see slowly and surely it's going up. So, um, I'm actually more excited to see this than one of the other championship matches, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll get to that a little later. But if you watch their... Um, uh, the two matches, so the one before Banks got it, and so Charlotte retained her title, but then they fought the next night on Raw, wasn't it? Right. And those were 
good matches. Yeah. Like, they were good. They were, I felt like they were seamless. It was interesting. It's been a good build-up. Um, yeah, just the whole aspect of how they were friends, and now they're not, and this back and forth, and Charlotte saying you can't beat me, and Sasha Banks is entertaining to watch. And don't get me wrong, Charlotte is, too. I mean, she did, I think she did, like, a backflip off the top rope, but, like, not even onto the mat. Onto the, I mean, it's impressive stuff. You know, they've and, and really stepped ta- up what the is she? game. She's six feet tall, isn't she? Uh, Sh- Charlotte, I believe so, six feet. Yeah. I mean, t- it is like I said, they are. It's fun to watch. Um, and I mean, personally, I, I would like to see uh, Sasha Banks retain the title. Um, but I feel like there may be some way that she gets screwed over or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, it's just, it's, it's interesting to me. And I'm, like I said, I'm once again just really. Um, excited about I think this is a, a good change for um, the WWE with the women's division oh, yeah. and everything well, well to me and I will debate this with anybody everybody has their own opinion but um, best wrestler in just just wrestling terms and mm-hmm. you gotta think of what working with it to me is Sasha Banks um, mm-hmm. you, you know I know people say I'm crazy or whatever and stuff like that, or you know, you're not listening to this match or or this wrestler, this wrestler. But what she's done and what she's able to do with female wrestlers has really impressed me and you know made me watch you know women's matches with actually like paying attention and seeing what's going on, you know, paying attention to the the actual moves and who's going to win and so forth. So I think Sasha has really been that leader. I know that, you know, you have um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha really pushing this new uh, age of, you know, and not to say anything against the, you know, the old divas of, or not the previous mm-hmm. divas of, you know, the Bella Twins and Natalia and so forth. And even going back to when Trish Stratus and Lita were basically mm-hmm. the only two female wrestlers yeah. and stuff like that. But to me, like, Sasha Banks basically t- made all the females you know, rise and grow with her. And so it's great to see that she's the women's champ. It's great to see that they're, you know, her and Charlotte are part of a, you know, a big time match on SummerSlam. And, you know, looking forward to WrestleMania, probably, you know, maybe a co-main event where we see, you know, a, mm-hmm. a big time match. And in the great thing about it, it's not, it's not a gimmick match. These, these women's matches no, are not, yeah, you know, the old attitude era where, you would basically have Trish Stratus and Lita oh, wrestling. Oh, the bra and panties match. And, the, and then <laughs> yeah. you would have everybody else do bra and panties right. match and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I know there was, you know, the women beforehand were great, mm-hmm. but this is a new level. Sure. And this is going to keep the women's, you know, division actually, you know, relevant for the next, you know, four yeah. or five years. I think the women now are much more technically sound. Yes. Especially like Sasha Banks and Bailey and Charlotte, and, uh, and you know they're very technically sound, and not that many of them weren't before. But I think the WWE has now also given these women a better chance to become more technically yeah. sound as well. But you're right. I mean, it's it is entertaining to watch, and it's very seamless. Um, you know, co- co- their transitions are good, their cells are good. So yeah, I'm you know it'll be an exciting match. Yeah, and they're no longer in. Remember, like, Lita had to be, to be relevant, Lita had to be at the, you know, with the Hardy Boys. Not mm-hmm. saying anything bad with about Trish it. Stratus with, with TNA. Or yeah, whatever. TNA with Trish Stratus and so forth. And, uh, and remember, Trish Stratus for a long time was, like, the, the like, Vince McMahon's, like, mistress oh, or whatever yeah, and stuff like that. And, so you know, good. now you don't get that anymore. Now it's just straight female wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's actually storylines that are not demoralizing mm-hmm. or you know, demeaning to these women and so forth. And it's great to see, you know, so more power to WWE and leading that event. And, you know, it's, um, you know, a lot of credit to, um, Triple H and mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon, um, and Shane McMahon, you know, really putting the forth the effort to give these women, you know, the, the time and day and the spotlight to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, next match, this is the match. I think everybody's going to really hit the snooze button on, um, the, the U.S. Championship title match between Rusev and Roman Reigns. Um, it just seems like no one's a Roman Reigns fan. And basically, Rusev could do whatever he wanted with Roman Reigns. It was funny this past week when 
uh, Rusev was trying to get married, and Roman <laughs> Reigns, you know, basically tore that marriage apart. He said he wanted to be the best man. Yeah, he wanted to be like, hey, don't make Roman Reigns the best man. You see what happens mm-hmm. to you, you know. Your bride-to-be is going to be thrown into a, a cake and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's – I just think – the Roman Reigns character, um, I don't know. It's just, I think WWE's trying to find a spot for him to be in that he still hasn't. He's got potential, but I don't know. It, to me, his best days are behind him. Um, back when, it, what was the? The Shield. The Shield. That's when Roman Reigns, everybody was for, when it was Dean Ambrose, Seth, and, and Roman Reigns. But ever since the Shield broke up, it seems like Seth, and uh, Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose took a step forward. Roman Reigns took like five steps back, you know, in character. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't mind Roman Reigns' character. I think it's a little kind of like I said, kind of. I think drab, he's whatever you want it. Like yeah. he, he, he's like I'll be whatever you want. Right. Instead of, he's trying to be too much like his cousin The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson, where. What Dwayne was great at was turning from heel to hero, mm. back to heel in an instant. You know, like, it was cr- crazy. And I think that's what he's trying to do. You know what his persona and even some of his moves remind me like, uh, um, sorry, remind me of, and I, it kind of of Goldberg. Bill, I knew but, you were going to say Bill Goldberg. I d- knew it, know? yes. But, yes. like, I mean, Goldberg, like, there was something more fascinating about Goldberg, you know? Well, it's because it was just, at that point in time, it was great story writing. Right. But after, once the streak of Goldberg yeah. ended. I yeah. mean, Goldberg was just garbage. Like, right. He couldn't even hold his own in the WWE. You sure. Know, like, yep. And no I, one wanted to wrestle against him. Right. And I feel like, I mean, you know, he's got a spear. He's got this kind of like... He's got the Superman punch. Right. He's got this kind of like gruff mm-hmm. kind of, you know. And yeah, I, I also agree with what you said. That was, I, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I, I enjoyed... The Shield. I enjoyed Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, oh yeah, Seth, um, Seth Rollins, Rollins yeah. when they were um, in the Shield together. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was cool. I thought that would that would have been a cool way to maybe even start having um, six man tag matches, right? And and belts mm-hmm. even because they used to have those, you know, because mm-hmm. you could have gone up against New Day and this and that. And I know they've really pushed um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I, I just for me personally. I'm not a fan of all three of their individual characters. I just I like Seth. Um, Dean Ambrose is fine to me. I I don't I, I think for what the WWE has to work with right now, um, you know, like Dean Ambrose. And, so remember, like at this in this time period, what was it last year? You had SummerSlam match with mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Sting, um, and so forth, and basically. That was the last time we saw Seth Rollins in a, in a match. Mm-hmm. John Cena gets hurt. Um, everybody. Yeah, everybody got <laughs> hurt. And so all that was left was basically Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose yeah. for the longest time. And so I think it's everybody's just kind of over this, you mm-hmm. know, because um, I, don't, I don't blame what the McMahons did and stuff like that because when you're limited with your roster, you got to, you know, play the yeah. hand you're dealt. Absolutely. And so Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose are there. But, yeah, I think Roman Reigns – Instead of just accepting, you know, being either the bad guy or the good guy, he tried to play it off one too many times, and he just flip-flops so much. Yeah, it's got to be consistent at yeah. least for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then you can turn heel or you can, you know, whatever it is. But I, I agree with that. It's like you, it can't be episode to episode. There's got to be streaks of it. Even when Stone Cold went through his little phase of being, you know, like turning on, well, actually siding with Vince McMahon. Remember that? Oh, when yeah. That happened? Didn't stay for, but still, though, it was consistent for a little bit, and then he obviously went back. But, yeah, it just, I just, I think it's, you know, they're trying to find a place for him. And I don't know. I mean, I think Roman Reigns actually, I think there's a chance he could actually win the United States Championship. If they give him the U.S. Championship belt, I mean, that's just, I, he must have the best contract in the world because – that means he's won the WWE Championship mm-hmm. what three times? You know, just recently had it. You know, um, and then he gets suspended for the wellness, or, or was it wellness or was it contra- conduct no, detrimental? Uh, I think it was wellness. Wellness, okay. And then he comes right back and he's in this and he's in a U.S. Championship match and stuff like that. And uh, not anything against the guy. I mean, the guy is one of the nicest people in the world and stuff like that. But uh, there's just. It's kind of, you know, like in the Olympics going on, you know, why are you going to, um, 
why are you going to reward people that are, you know, mm-hmm. not following the rules or anything that when you have a lot of these up-and-comers and, you know, especially in the NXT where you have a lot of talented people, promote those guys. I think the best thing for Reigns is to develop a, a rivalry against somebody mm-hmm. and let that go on for a good, solid, you know, five, six months. You know, old-school rivalry, just one-on-one, doesn't have to be for a title, just go, you know, go and get it. So, um yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I guess the only reason why I think he could win the U.S. Championship is so they can develop his character in some way. But like you said, I mean, it, at this point, maybe, you know, just trying to figure out what to do with him almost. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's you know, it yeah. it'll be. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not that interested. It's the in match, the match I think that people are least invested in. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Which uh-huh, is sad because it's the U.S. belt and stuff. Like that. It held a lot of you know. Uh, at one point in time, the U.S. belt was, you know, pretty, you know, A-star status and everything. You know what I feel like the U.S. belt has started to turn into is the old European championship. Yep, exactly, yeah. Which is, like, it was always, like, the the main title and then the intercontinental title, which were always, and then, like, the U.S. European, yeah, and, and then, then European. Like European and who William Regal seemed to always have. The hardcore, like, oh, title belt was... That was fine until that they was, did the 24-7 roll, and then yeah. it moved. <laughs> and then it was changing hands all the time. Dude, it in changed the, middle the of parking hands lot. in a ball pit at, like, uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, Cheese yep. with Crash Holly. I was like, yeah. what is going on? Um, so, moving on to the next match. This is the uh, SmackDown Live main event. Um, it's the franchise match, is what they're mm-hmm. calling it. Um, the battle for the franchise. Um and it's John Cena versus AJ Styles. And I tell you what, man, when AJ Styles came to WWE, I did not think that he was going to be, you know, in a in a WrestleMania as fast as he was. And, had, you know, co-headlining or whatever you want to call it in a SummerSlam and that. I mean, WWE, they've always been that type of company where the outsiders that have gone and wrestled in other, you know, other companies and stuff like that, they kind of shy away from. Sure. And if they do sign, it takes them a very, very long time. Unless you're a, um, you know, most recently Sting. Um, and who was the previous WCW guy to come uh, out of retirement? Uh, can't think of it. Well, but, I think what... Like, you got to be a really big deal to come in and, and to the, headline. I think some of it depends on the severity of when people left or how they left. Right. But, I mean, if you look at it, so, like, you look at Sting... You look at when, like, Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon and some of those guys came mm-hmm. back. Like, those were guys who had been in the WWE or WWF at the time, you know, before. Right. Um, so there was some sort of history, whether, you know, depending on how they came back or whatnot. But, yeah, with AJ Styles, and you know what, I, th- I think what some of it was as well. And, it, yeah, I mean, I, I like AJ Styles. I like his character. He was in TNA, right? Yeah. Um, well, he was in WWE for a little bit. Then TNA, it's kind of like right. kind of like Sting did. Yeah. So when WWE got bought out WCW, yep. Sting didn't sign the contract, That's and he right. went over to TNA and did all those sorts of things because he didn't want to be in competition with That's Triple right. H and yeah. so forth and so. And I tell you what, though, I think it was kind of I, I I think he one of the reasons why he had a quick rise is because well one he was popular in TNA, you know, and then I also think when he came over there were a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. So I think he was a he was a quick fix too, and I think he's just done well. You right. know what I mean? Like he was a quick fix that worked. Right. It wasn't just like well, he's technically sound as a wrestler. Sure. He's got a great character persona. I don't think he's ever going to be a really true heel, but I mean, yeah. people like AJ Styles for who he is. Well, he, they liked him um, in TNA, and then to bring him over, I think pulled yeah. some of that crowd too. So. He reminds me a lot of Daniel Bryan. Very technical, yeah. very nice guy. He's going to be. You know, um, will he ever be like Daniel Bryan's status for WWE? No, but he's getting there. But what's amazing to me is that this match was in Money in the Bank, and it's a rematch already. That time, like, it, you know, the Money in the Bank match was pretty much, you know, going. It, it's one of the, the the better matches in the probably past three or four years, um, and it's really shown how much Cena's kind of worked on his um, his technique and everything because. That was always one of the biggest critiques about John Cena as the wrestler, you know, character-wise or whatever. He's always been the, the face of WWE, but wrestling-wise, he's not been the best wrestler in the world. Um, but, you know, that match, even though AJ really carried him through it most of the time, um, has really shown that, you know, Cena does 
he does care about this company. He does, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he can to help out and everything. And if he's injured, he'll still wrestle if he can and stuff like that. But it's just showing you that, like, A, AJ Styles is is rising through the ranks fast. And, you know, to go up against Cena and to do it twice in two pay-per-views, mm-hmm. the shortest span is pretty, you know, our, you know, you're definitely going to get your money's worth in this match. AJ oh, yeah. Styles does not disappoint. Mm-hmm. You know, Cena will get the crowd riled up and everything. He always does. Um, so, for it to be a non-championship match, mm-hmm. rematch that we've already seen and so forth, you know they're going to put in their work to make sure people are entertained. Mm-hmm. And so, and basically what's coming out of this is whoever wins is going to be the face of uh, SmackDown and basically run SmackDown for, I would say, the next seven eight months mm-hmm. until um until wrestlemania all right and then the main event match or i'm sorry not uh the going into the co-main events all right because there's three matches that are co-main events is what they've kind of uh ever since they did the split with raw and smackdown um you have the wwe championship up on the line Dean Ambrose versus Dolph the Man Ziggler, which, dude, that's a character I love. Yeah, represent Ohio. Yep, represent Ohio. Um, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so, we got Akron, didn't he? I believe so. Thinking, um, yeah, Akron was where he went to college at and stuff. Like that. But um, this is a match I'm, you know, entertained by. Uh, this is the SmackDown main event that's coming out. Um, and it's, I think it's been a long time coming for Dolph to, to get up to this persona or this era where he's up for the championship. Uh, I think it needed to be something like this where Raw and SmackDown had to split rosters and everything that to allow him to really shine. But um, coming off his previous matches from WrestleMania and uh, Money in the Bank and so forth, it's definitely shown that his, his game has stepped up and, um, you know, winning the number one contendership, to, you know, to go up against... Uh, Dean Ambrose has definitely been entertaining to watch. Yeah, I I don't know how I really feel about this match. Um, actually, when I think about it, isn't Dean Ambrose Kent from Ohio as well? Uh, He's from Cleveland, isn't he? Is he? I'm not sure. Oh, um, Dolph went to Kent State. Okay, yeah, I'm Dolph sorry. went to Kent State. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, for me, it's been more difficult for me to get into SmackDown than it has been Raw. Um, I know... Raw is obviously longer. Um, I just feel like it has some of the better characters or stories. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, like I said, nice to see um, Dolph's rise, but I'm not 100%. Kind of like I said before, I liked The Shield when they were The Shield. Yeah. Um, you know, their own characters are are okay, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not super excited about this match. I think it's okay. Um but, I don't know, like I said, I think, um, I don't know, I think SmackDown has some work to do to really get the brand, to get the brand split I think it super will. competitive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Dolph, you know, having the, he's held the belt, I think, twice beforehand, stuff like that. But after his second stint as title holder, he kind of went away and was, you know, in the mid-card matches a lot and stuff like that. But it's just good to see some of him, you know, get a second chance mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah, um, and, you know, Dean Ambrose, like you said, like, I agree with you. Like, the, sh- the Shield was better when they were together than as individuals. Mm-hmm. The only one I think that's kind of started, um, you know, to take his own was Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. but then Seth got his, uh, just basically ruptured yeah. his knee mm-hmm. into five different places and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, the other co-main event, mm-hmm. and this is for the first ever... Um, WWE Universal Championship um, is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, who we just got to see emerge this past uh, Monday on Raw. As the um, demon. As the demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one got everybody's attention. Finn Balor coming out, you know, in that persona was was definitely awesome. And I think it, it basically bumped up... Uh, Raw's, oh yeah, you know, attendanceship and and popularity between the two shows. Uh, I mean, that was you know, would remind me of a lot of was that kind of the the beginnings of Kane when he yeah, came out and uh-huh, so forth uh-huh. and yeah. kind of emerged and so forth. Intrigued, yeah. It's like, what is this? Yeah, 
I mean, I remember when, you know, he was kind of coming up with NXT and I first heard about this Finn Balor and, you know, I was like rooting for guys like Finn, you know, um, you know, a smaller guy and, um, but man, really a, a, a good technical wrestler. He's fun to watch. I, um, but then, yeah, when they said there was this, like, the demon, demon persona, I was like, what? And I looked at it, I'm like, that is hardcore. I was like, that yeah. is crazy. And yeah, I, I'm really excited for this match. I think this will be a really cool match. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm glad Finn Bale, you know, I mean, he, it shows something too to um, how Raw fear, feels about him when he was, wasn't he like their third or fourth overall pick? Yeah. I mean, that that says something. Because mm-hmm. that's when you pick your big guys. Oh, yeah. I think it shows the direction they want to go with him, um, which is really cool because, I mean, just to jump from NXT and then boom, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it'll be a really good match. I'm excited for this. Yeah. One. Oh, I mean, and I believe this is the first time. Um, guys, let me know on the comment section if I'm in, uh, if I'm wrong on this, but it's the first time that two former NXT champions will go head to head against oh. each other. Because hmm. uh, Seth was the first ever NXT champion, and then of course Finn, you know, Baylor in his time in NXT. Um, you know, he's been in the NXT championship before. So I believe this is the first time that we actually see the development of NXT mm. really rise to the top and you see champion versus champion mm. uh, go on it. But to to see the Demon King on Raw, that was crazy. Um, mm. And, you know, that's... I don't, I don't think anybody's going to get, you know, it, like go away from this match at all and stuff like that. So definitely be entertaining. Seth Rollins himself is entertaining as hell. I mean, you know, his persona to me i enjoy um but if if finn baylor does not win the demon king does not win i think that's the biggest mistake yep the mcmahon's and you know rock and do because i mean how cool would it be first universal champion to have finn baylor you know mm-hmm. win the championship you know yeah you know there's tons of storylines and stuff you can go with it too i think from there you know you could have Seth or people pissed are like, oh well, you know, the you have to have, be this demon person to win. What about the real film? But you know, yeah. there's just tons of different ways you can go with it. I think, but no, I agree. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a bad move to you know have so much hype, especially around Finn Balor, you know, and then <laughs> for him not to win. Right. Um. But yeah, I I hope he wins. I think it'll be a really awesome match. Up oh, and then the final match of the night, um, the Beast versus the Viper, Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Um, it's amazing to to think about, but the this is gonna be the first time these two ever go head to head in a main event, major pay per view. Um, and as long as these two guys have been around forever, I know that Rock is basically. You know, uh, or Brock, I'm sorry, is, all right, sorry about that, guys, we had a little technical difficulties, but um, talking about Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton, you know, kind of what they're trying to make it out to be is uh, 15 years in the making, this match between, you know, the two of the, I would say, former superstars of this, you know, Brock with his... Um, uh, what do we call it? Part-time contract yeah, yeah. that he has. He's coming off of, you know, a controversial win of UFC 200, where he gets the win, but then two, three days later, it's found out that he's, you know, um, failed the drug test and everything. So now, would that affect his contract with WWE because of the wellness policy they have in place? But uh, sorry, wellness policy they have in place. But the WWE came out and said that. Anything that happens outside of the WWE does not affect the person's contract. Um, and if you look at Brock, I mean, you know, who's going to tell him, I'm sorry, Brock, uh, you can't make your $2.5 million in Wrestle at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm not going to be that person. And then Randy Orton, you know, once the face of WWE back in the, you know, the mid-2000s is, you know, seen his his era going by but he still holds his own coming back off of injury you know um for a long time he was injured up in you know in the latter parts of this past two three years but now um 
you know, is he basically what he used to be? No, but this should be an entertaining match just off of aura alone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to get the best wrestling in the world? No. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brock has never been known to, you know, to be a tactical wrestler for entertainment, wrestling sure, entertainment. Right. You know, don't get me wrong. He can wrestle with the oh, best, yeah. you know, in UFC or whatever. But when it comes to the sports entertainment of WWE, I don't know. It's it's hit or miss. Um, Randy Orton, one of the better ones in the, the mid-2000s, but I think time has just caught up to him. And now, you know, with these injuries and stuff like that, will he be able to get back to that level that he once was as, you know, as third generation, right? Third generation mm-hmm. wrestler. So, um, this uh, being SummerSlam, I don't know if this would be the pick I would have made to be the main, main event and so forth. Um, but you have that, the reason why they're doing this because Brock really isn't a part of Raw or SmackDown. So, they have that, that three main event or co-main event, one's a SmackDown, one's a Raw, and then you get this. Um, well, technically, and see, that's what's odd, because technically he's on the Raw roster, right? On it, but he is a I part-time. I know he's a part-time, yeah. right. And, yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, so you have this universal title that's going to happen. and That's going to go to Raw. Right, and the belt hasn't even been, like, shown yet, right? The nope. new, so I feel like you're going to have this, like, big match and this and that and then you have this new belt that you've never seen and then you have this match and I think it's going to be a good match and it'll be interesting but yeah I, w- I guess I was surprised that this is because this is the last match right yeah it's supposed to be the last match you, you know with WWE things change all the time yeah so um, it, is it going to be memorable I don't know I mean there's definitely other matches that we, you know we were talking about this beforehand you know the, the best matches we remember from SummerSlam and stuff, you know, um, you know whether it was TLC matches or mm. the, you know, even the Brock versus Rock match, you know, when he was, mm-hmm. when the Brock, when Brock won um, the championship the first time at 25 was more memorable, but I don't know. I just, the, the RKO versus what's Brock's thing? F5. F5. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of them in this match, oh, yeah. honestly. So, and then they're going to keep kicking out of them until, um, you know, something happens. I guess the this is a cool match and, like, the, the making of it, obviously, after 15 years and this and that. So, I mean, that part's cool. But, like, if you think about it, there's no real follow-up after this. Or, I mean, there could be. But still, it's not like it's a continual thing. So, um yeah, I think it'll be interesting for my, especially like a nostalgic point of view. Right. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to go for here is kind of the, because WrestleMania always has that one nostalgic sure. match, you know, mm-hmm. um, when Sting and Triple H did it, you know, oh, yeah. most recently, oh, well. you know, um, and then you had, um, you know, a couple other matches when Rock comes out of retirement, sure. you know, here and there and stuff like that. They, they back or someone. Yeah, you know. exactly. You know. I think that's what SummerSlam is trying to build up because mm-hmm. SummerSlam is, you know, is now the, the mm-hmm. second biggest um, pay-per-view. But doing this, I don't know. It could have been – I mean, I, like, you know, we talked about earlier, you, the rosters are the way they are and so forth, and you, you play the cards you're dealt with. But this, to me, would have been better as a mid-card match uh, on WrestleMania than being the main event on SummerSlam. Um, yeah, or even – yeah, or even put before the title matches or something. You know, yeah. a, a different placement of it maybe. Well, but... you know Brock's not going to... Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you're guy. right. Yeah. You tell Brock that, hey, um, you're going to be... I'm not going to tell him anything. He <laughs> can do it. <laughs> you're going to be the the, the, the the match before the two main events. Yeah, right. Flat. Yeah, that's not Oh, happening. my God. Especially if you're part-time and you're coming in. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I'm scared of that man right now. Um, uh, so... You know, it's probably in his contract. He has to be the main event every single sure. pay per view, yeah, which sense, it yeah. makes sense. I mean, he's he fun. draws people. Yeah, and stuff like that. he's earned it after his year. Yeah. Hell, look what he did in UFC, signing a contract what thirty, not even thirty days prior to, you know. Yeah, and then to, to, to put UFC a weapon in, and makes it a main draw. I mean, without mm-hmm. him, UFC two hundred would have been shambles. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Randy Orton, I mean, he was during. I wish Randy Orton had been around during the Attitude Era. Yeah, it would have been a lot better for him. I think he would have been a lot more memorable. He did carry him and Cena did carry mm-hmm. WWE for a long time yeah. when it was in that slow mm-hmm. transition away from the Attitude Era into what it is today. And it's just it's a shame because you know Cena has seen it too, where injuries have caught up to him, and mm-hmm. Father Time always wins out. And it's just Randy Orton's not the wrestler that he once was in say two thousand eight, and mm-hmm. you know when he was at his, at his pinnacle. And so, you know, the RKO is still fun to watch. And, you know, he's still an entertainer, but this almost seems like this is the old-timers match, you know. Um, I did enjoy, though, where he came in um, on, um, on, on Raw. Raw and RKO'd him. And then, you know, it was kind of predictable that Brock would go. What I was actually hoping is that Brock wouldn't go the next day, but maybe, like, a following, following week. He, yeah. But... I, I thought that was pretty cool, and it does give you some of that rivalry, which I, I thought was um, uh, pretty neat. So, you know, it, like I said, it's cool to see that. Um, I think it would be good. Do you, one of the questions I have for you is, do you think that with SummerSlam there might be any, like, new ad- additions, like people coming back or newer people? Like, either oh, they a guy always jumping do it, from yeah. NXT or a, an older person coming back or someone coming from TNA or something along those lines. Um, that is, you know, will now be on one of the rosters. Um, um, what do you think? You know, there's been a couple rumors out about mm-hmm. who who might be on the next group of coming up and up from NXT, or who might be coming out of, you know, um, not necessarily retirement, but uh, you know, break and stuff mm-hmm. like that coming in. Um, gosh, this uh, that's a good question. You know, it's definitely. I think maybe not. So the only way I could see Randy Orton winning this match is if we get like an older, mm-hmm. um, you know, wrestler that had a major feud with Brock Lesnar. You know, not say The Rock or whatever and stuff like that, but somebody come out and you know interfere with the match to get Randy Orton to win and stuff, and then that leads to Brock Lesnar's. I believe he's. He signed on for another year and a half, so that would lead him to two more WrestleManias. So, I would love to see Kurt Angle come out. Uh, that's but been the rumor that he's going to be I don't, signed. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. I just think it's cool from like a wrestling standpoint, just even outside of WWE, yeah. but I don't think that would happen. The only person that I guess I would think that hasn't made an appearance yet that's signed would be Shelton Benjamin. Uh-huh. But I know that Shelton Benjamin, it wasn't like... I don't think he and Brock really had any huge encounters. No. But I don't know if they would do that to, like, boost the SmackDown because Shelton Benjamin was... You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's... I don't I don't think you're going to see... You know, I know there are rumors of, obviously, um, Kurt Angle and... Uh, um, they've obviously been talking about Jeff Hardy, but his contract, I think, goes through January. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't, I don't think we're going to I think get Jeff anything. Hardy left on... Him and Matt Hardy left on such bad mm-hmm. terms. I don't think they're ever coming back on it. Into the WWE and um, Kurt Angle's neck. I don't even think that because he, he would have a, to have a very like spe- like it, well it, like and here's the deal is that they wouldn't let Sting wrestle anymore after um, the SummerSlam match with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let Daniel Bryan wrestle with all the concussions That's he right, had. Yeah. You know WWE's really starting to look out look the uh, you know for the care of these wrestlers and mm-hmm. so forth. So. They're not going to sign Kurt Angle. They know there's too many injuries in, in place that sure. he's going to be coming back. So I know that that's been the rumor, you know, that's been getting hot, you know, over the past couple months and so forth. But to me, looking at, you know, this past year of histories with, you know, injuries and who's being forced to retire, mm-hmm. like it's great to see Daniel Bryan as the um, uh, GM, general, yeah, know, the GM cool. of SmackDown. I thought that was great to bring him back in that, you know, type of person. Uh, you know, personality, but to not let him wrestle anymore, I mean, that shows you they're really starting to take a step in the right direction. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, the The Hardy brothers would be great to have come back, uh, but they they left on such bad terms; they're never coming back. Um, it would it would take a miracle, I think, for them to come back. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Um, well, let us know, guys, what you think about SummerSlam. You know, what you're looking forward to and everything, and then. You know, we'll post the results um, either Sunday or Monday after they come out. 
Um, also, let us know if you think that Mike should get a sword tattoo uh, Look, in the middle of his chest. Like there is only one man that can rep a sword tattoo from the belly button to <laughs> you know up the sternum, and that is Brock Lesnar. He's the only one who can do that. That is true. And I who would ever that. say anything about that either? Like, no, no one's gonna say anything about that. So I mean. I remember when he came to UFC and he got that, and it was like, what idiot would go up to him and say, hey, nice tattoo? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, no. I mean, he, that, he can do what he wants. He can, exactly. That man can do whatever he wants. But you guys let us know what you guys think. Um, you know, we'll we'll post the results up on Sunday or Monday, like I said, and get back to us. Um, remember that we have the Los Fanboys podcast on LRM, you know, that gives you everything you need to know about movies, TVs, up and coming news, all the hot scoops that are coming out. They also do great breakdowns on movie trailers and uh, give you, you know, their opinions on what direction, you know, the superhero universe is going into. Also check out the Weekend Warrior on Wednesdays. He does great articles, breaks down a lot of movie reviews for the week, um, indie films, popular films. It gets a lot of great interviews um, that uh, from not just you know in the Marvel and DC universe, but also um, up and coming actors and directors. And then on Mondays, check out uh, Comic Uno's weekly roundup where she's giving out basically what's entertaining for her for the week uh, in the comic world, TV world, and movie world. Um, and always check us out on the LRM TV podcast with Mike and Mark. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy your SummerSlam.